The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I am so excited for this episode today because it's another, like, one year later, looking back on one of my earlier podcasts. So just sit back and relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today is not an episode around running, and typically my episodes are around running, but I do like to throw in some mental health here and there because I think it's a really important topic to talk about. And today I just really wanted to reflect on an episode that I made a year ago. But before we get into that, I just want to do a really quick life update. I am currently just finishing up work on a Friday and I am for once not recording this on a Saturday because that is like my bad habit that I've formed this year in terms of the podcast, though I have still kept up with my once a week upload schedule, which is great. I have a very exciting weekend ahead of me, which is why I'm recording this early and I may open up about that soon, maybe in another episode later down the line. But I am really excited because I've really been thinking a lot about my next marathon and I would really like to do one in spring of next year and I'm between three at this point. So I'm thinking of either the Paris Marathon 2022 Brighton Marathon 2022 or the Manchester Marathon 2022. And I've heard different things about each of them. I've heard that Paris is super gorgeous and just a great way to see the city, which I think would be so cool because I have not only never been to Paris, I've also never been to France. So I think it would be a great opportunity for me to really see the city before actually like roaming around it. And I've just really heard good things about that marathon in general. Brighton seems really cool just because it's by the coast and I think it would be quite cool to run by the water. One of my friends ran a half marathon in Bournemouth and she said that it was super gorgeous and that the views of the coast were just incredible to run by and I'm someone who absolutely loves running by a body of water and I don't know if it's like a Pisces thing. (laughs) I'm not really into astrology but I always joke about that just because I am a Pisces but yeah, I've heard good things about Brighton but then I've heard even better things about Manchester because apparently that's quite a flat course and just really good if you're going for a PB, which I would at some point like to get sub four. That is like the ultimate goal at the moment. But I think in terms of like my next marathon, it would be great just to get closer to the four mark. And if you haven't listened to my episode around my results from the London Marathon, I finished in four hours, 12 minutes and 26 seconds. So I think it's entirely doable, especially as I did have some injuries during the London Marathon and just parts of my body that were in a great deal of pain as most people are during a marathon. But I do think that that's definitely a possibility and something that is definitely achievable. 
So now for the bulk of the episode, about a year ago, I made an episode around loss and it wasn't the first grandparent slash family member that I've lost. It was the second for me. So I, at this point, have lost both of my grandparents on my mom and dad's side. And I think I spoke in that episode about, I think, how they were quite different losses. And I think that especially as those two kind of being my first experiences of loss in general, I think that it was quite a confusing kind of process for me to process those emotions. And I think it was really important to sort of process those with my therapist as well. And I think in general, it's just really good to talk about those things, especially with your family, if you can, and if you have that ability to because I think that it's something special when you can connect on stuff like that because you share that family member. And this Saturday will mark a year since I lost my ye ye. He lived in Beijing, China with my nai nai. My mom's side of the family is Chinese. And that was a really tough loss because I shared in that episode about how that loss was in the middle and like the height of the pandemic and COVID and just the sheer fact that my mom was not able to get over there when he was sick and it was quite hard just to say goodbye over a voice note in general because I don't think that that's something that we as human beings ever thought would be a thing. I guess this year and last night really especially, I was really thinking about both of my grandparents because something that really was quite emotional for me during the London Marathon was that at mile eight, I was starting to hit a bit of a wall and I out of nowhere just started to hear the voice of my grandpa on my dad's side who passed away. It'll be three years next Saturday on the 6th of November and that is my grandpa Jack and I during the marathon just heard his voice and kind of could see both of them and I could hear my grandpa Jack saying come on e-girl because he used to call me e-girl and that was like the first time hearing e-girl and that nickname in such a long time like I'd completely forgotten about that nickname but he used to call me he used to always call me e-girl growing up when I was little and he would always watch me you know playing sports whether it was soccer or swimming and he would always cheer me on and say come on e-girl and my brother was called e-man and that was just really emotional to here at mile eight and but just such a good reminder to know that like he's there and he's he's cheering me on and he especially is someone that I really look up to in terms of just like the marathon world because he's run Boston and he's run New York and I imagine a myriad of other marathons and I think that it's really cool to kind of share that bond and just feel connected to him in that way if that makes sense And I think that that's something that's really, that's been really important for me with loss is finding ways to still feel connected to those two grandparents, even after losing them. And I think that like with my grandpa Jack, it's been running and it's been something that I've really gotten into about a year after he passed away. And I'm really happy that I've gotten into it because it's, it's a way that I really do truly feel connected to him and I think I feel very connected to my yaya in the sense that I've really pushed myself to build more of a relationship with my nai and just really call her more and just talk to her more because I think that it's hard to have family in different countries, especially in countries where they speak a different language. And there were points in my life where I spoke 
better Chinese than I do now. And I think that that's something that I'm also kind of pushing myself to do. But I think in the past year or so, I've really, even before he passed away, I was just really pushing myself to learn more Mandarin and practice it more and practice it with both of them when he was still alive. And I think in that way, whenever I'm sort of speaking Chinese or whenever I'm interacting with Chinese people, whether it's my mom or my grandma or it's people on the street, people in shops, I think that that's a way that I do feel really connected to him. And so I think that that's something that I've just really been reflecting on and... I think it's also important to note, though, that while a lot of this episode so far has sounded positive in the sense of like, you know, I found ways to feel connected to them. And I think that, you know, these are all like healthy and positive ways that I've pushed forward even after they have passed away and ways that I'm, you know, working to keep that connection with them and just really remember them in a really positive way. I think it's really important to also share that with both of those deaths, I've experienced like just random moments of just absolutely breaking down and just having like random triggers or like things that remind me of them and just having like random breakdowns whether I'm walking in the streets of London or I'm at home and I think it's really important to acknowledge that those are things that are normal and that those aren't things that we should like shy away from because I think in my mental health journey, I've just really learned how important it is to not only acknowledge those triggers and those moments, but just acknowledge your mental health and that journey because I think grief is such a hard, hard journey and I think it's something that I've not mastered yet. So by no means am I coming on to this episode and saying, this is how you deal with grief and this is the only way. I think it's different for everyone. But I think it's important that you find these little ways to still feel connected to your grandparents or whoever you've lost because I think that, at least for me, those have been really helpful in that grief process of really feeling like, whether it's feeling like I'm making them proud or you know, feeling like they're still there and that they're proud of me. I think that there are just certain ways that, you know, I've been able to feel those connections and feel positive and feel like I want to celebrate their lives rather than, you know, just constantly being in a grief state and just like crying because I think that it's hard to kind of find the balance, but I think that you will eventually kind of come to a point where you do find that balance because, I think it's really hard when you first lose them because you go over like, you know, how much you regret not talking to them enough or seeing them enough or making them a priority enough. And, but I think you get to a point where you want to celebrate them and who they are and you want to remember them in such a way that is so, that really just uplifts them and who they were as a person. And I think it's really important to try and shift your perspective in that way, I guess, because I think in the long run, it's just really helped me. But I think at the same time, you know, in this going into this weekend, I'm going to be on the south coast of England and I am going to be taking a moment to bring flowers out to the sea and to bring both of them to the south coast of England and just kind of have a conversation with them and just, you know, remember them and remember them, especially in this upcoming week because oddly enough, they kind of, they passed away in different years, but they, they're, the days that they passed away are within a week of each other, which is so interesting to me, but I know that from what my parents speak about them, I mean, they were just both really, really great guys, and I hope that I can continue to just make them proud and remember them in the best way possible, 
And I think that it's just important to share the struggles of grief because especially for someone like me and like people who are new into like, I don't want to say new into grief, I guess that sounds a bit weird, but just having not had very much experience with grief and being able to be open and share the struggles of just being really confused sometimes about your feelings and why you're crying so much or not enough. And, you know, if you're not feeling like you need to be doing things a certain way or you haven't done something enough, I think that it's really important to acknowledge that in the few years that I've sort of had some of these experiences, I think it's just been really important to kind of ride the wave because like I said, just certain things will trigger you or you'll just randomly remember random things about them and it'll act, it'll either make you smile or it will cause you to tear up a bit and I think it's just really important to be transparent that grief is a different journey for everyone but that you should definitely ride the wave and that it is totally okay to not feel like you're doing it right because I think that that is so much of how I felt when I first lost both my grandparents but I think at the end of the day they would just ultimately want you to be happy and they would want you to be living your life to the fullest and doing what makes you happy, being with who makes you happy and spending each day like it's your last and just making making sure that you are expressing gratitude as much as you can, even just if it's for the little things. I think that that is so important, especially on bad days, just to remember that there are so many things that you can be grateful for and you can count your lucky stars from the little things like your morning coffee to the big things like having a roof over your head. So I think it's just really important to, yeah, have these conversations more. And I hope that this I hope that this helped you if you are going through grief and if you are struggling, if you have had experience in grief, and I hope that this just helps open the conversation up more, and I hope that this wasn't too drastic of a difference from my usual episodes, but I think that it's really important to insert conversations like these into our everyday lives as much as we can to reduce the stigma of mental health and reduce the stigma around these specific mental health topics just to open up the conversation more. And yeah, just have more conversations around them. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. If you are interested in learning more about the podcast, we are on Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running as well as TikTok. And we have a website, www.resiliencyandrunning.com. And don't forget to leave a review if you are using Apple Podcasts. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.